Hey everyone, welcome to the new media show. My name is Todd Cockburn. Of course, I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Rob Greenley. Rob, how you doing? I'm doing terrific, Todd. Just busy day, lots of stuff going on. Had uh, had a Podcasters Academy uh, Board of Governors meeting earlier, so things are progressing along with the Ambies and a new rebrand coming to, and then uh, then the nominees for the Ambies are going to be announced. Uh, I, I believe it's tomorrow. Awesome. So, yeah, I've been or, pretty busy. Or if you're hearing this after the fact, it would be on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. But I've been uh I've been busy too. It's been meetings, meetings, meetings. We're doing some updates on our website, uh rolling out some new product designations mm-hmm. and yeah, so it's been a busy Wednesday for sure. But anyway, I you know, it's never I guess we're never how should we say it? There's lots of news that are awfully entertaining. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> well, I think that's what the media does, right? Is they, they they love to get us spun up so we you know we have something to talk about, right? <laughs> that's right. So. But eMarketer. eMarketer ah, th- claims this is a research company. Right. <laughs> eMarketer claims that Spotify will overtake Apple Podcasts by US total listeners. <laughs> this year. Wow. This year, U.S. So, total listeners. Interesting. Uh, taking that perspective on it, <laughs> right? Um, I don't know how you get from nine, ten, eleven, eight, twelve percent market share globally with that. You know, that's by download, <laughs> and you get. 60, 61, 62% on Apple by download. How you make this 50% up and being able to have that incredibly much thing is you got it without down. Okay, let me get this right. When uh, you listen to a podcast and you download it, you're, you're, you're basically a listener. That's a one, <laughs> right? Right. Well, they're it. not claiming downloads being bigger. Oh, downloads. I know, but still. Yeah. But if you if right. you listen to a podcast on Spotify and listen mm-hmm. to an episode, you, you're one listener and you've accumulated one download because we're all on pass through and we right. measure that as a download. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're on, there's just no, you know, there's this little bit of hocus pocus game that's going on with listeners versus downloads. You know, I've seen some reports from some podcast hosts that say, um, as a matter of fact, there was a post in a Facebook post last week. I said, I've got 60 downloads, but my system says I have 100 listeners. Okay, define that. Is that you had 50 listeners last week and 50 listeners this week, and you've had 100 listeners, but you've only had 60? download yeah it, it doesn't make any sense to me um you know there's well, just you been can't push. count the same listener twice that's the thing i mean if it's a unique listener you can't count it twice well right? i i well you can call it well a unique listener okay if i listen to the new media show today right. from last mm-hmm. episode and i listen to today's episode i I'm that's two downloads, but I'm you're right. I'm still a listener of one. 
Right. You're still um, one listener. I mean, if you listen to that episode twice, um, <laughs> if you downloaded it or listened to it outside of the range of the IAB, right, you could be counted as two, two downloads. downloads. Right. But it could be, be just counted. one listener, right? Right. So anytime I right. see the number of listeners higher, being reported higher than the total number of downloads, I scratch my head because – what have we tried to do here with the IB stuff? What if we have a unique IP and you know that's that's still one person, one action. Yeah, they may come in on four different devices and get four downloads. I I, I again yeah. um I don't know where they this this is total malarkey. It's not going to Well, happen. it's it can't be factual data because Apple isn't releasing the amount of actual listens to podcasts on their platform. That they're just that data is not available. So, so this is purely a projection based on a research study that they do. I have, it, has, it has to be, you know, right? And you know, I look at this show and look at the number of downloads, and I look at that trending over, you know, two three months. And I can see, you know, what our probable, probable listener base is, uh, roughly, you yeah. know, take a swag at it, you know. So mm-hmm. from that perspective, that's all you can really do on this listener number is take a swag. And everyone is, and I keep seeing stuff come out about listener this, listener that. Oh, yeah. You know, well, that's what the advertisers want to see. Well, I mean, that's what want. the advertisers want, want, yeah. want to see is actual listens. Right, not downloads, because downloads to an advertiser, a download may or may not be a listen. They don't know. Right. And but but if they know that their ad was listened to, that has more value than a download in their mind. Well, there's no way in podcasting but delivered the way it's delivered today, you can ever tell that an ad was listened to right. unless you unless you're on Spotify. And then they know your name, telephone number, address, your you you know your your bio information, uh, you know, what age yeah. bracket you're in, how much money you make. Yeah, yeah, they they know all of that. Right. Well, I mean, Apple knows how many people sure. are listening, and sure. Spotify knows how many people are listening. Sure. But my question is, I don't believe that any of those platforms are reporting that to any research aid, um, organization. They're keeping it close to their well their individual best. podcasters have access to spotify statistics to give them right. some idea and i would always tell people you know look at your right. total downloads being reported by your podcast host provider then go look at the the statistics provided by spotify and you want to be confused mm-hmm. you want to raise your confusion factor yeah yeah so right yeah well, in this chart in, that is charting this U.S. Spotify versus Apple podcast listeners between 2020 and 2023 shows a trend line starting in 20 um, and then goes through 2021. So at some point, 2021, um, they're, they're projecting that Spotify will cross the, the listener line with Apple. No way. No so, so it may not have even happened yet, um, even if it did. And then they're, they're projecting in 2022 that there's going to be, um, a, it looks like um, about 5 million more listeners 
than Apple has. And no, Apple's Apple's listening number is kind of like a like a flat road. It's not going up much at all. So no, it's it's we're gaining more audience. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. By Spotify coming in, it's it's largely non-duplicative audience. People that have been listening, you know, very very few people. Well, it's also outside from, of the U.S. too, right? But there's just right. no way. It's you know, you just look at look at the percentage of market share purely based right. on downloads, and there's not a way to get there. They can right. spin it any way they want. There's just no way. If you have a million new listeners. Are five million new listeners, mm-hmm. or 10, 20 million new listeners? This is these are big numbers they have to get in order to even make an impact against Apple. You know, Spotify is not gaining. They they came out of the shoot pretty strong, and by download numbers, they're not gaining. They're not gaining appreciable downloads. You know, mm-hmm. they've kind of hit a wall. Whatever people, people you know, I, I see the raw data. Right. You know, I, I see the global raw data. And and I don't see Spotify kicking in uh, 80 million downloads to 90 million downloads in a single month jumping. No. Mm-hmm. You know, 80 million downloads, 80.1 million downloads, 79 million downloads, whatever the, you know, whatever the number mm-hmm. is per, on a monthly basis. And yeah. no, I, I, it, cause they are not gaining that much market share on. Right. 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 So that's true. And the same study talks about the advertising side too. podcast advertising. They're projecting a, looks like a 4% growth in overall ad spending in the U S from 2020 to 2021. So up for 4%. And then going from, 2021 to 2022, it only goes up. Uh, looks like two and a half percent. So it's it's actually slowing. Is what's happening now? now if you want to talk about impact, yeah, I think Spotify is going to have an impact on overall podcast advertising. I, I, you know, you can see that um, because but it's, the but the overall spend is going up. It's just going up at a slowing rate through 2024 based on what the the e-marketer research is showing here. So it's not accelerating in its growth. It's actually declining in its growth. I had a conversation with um, someone that has really good insight in what's going on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we are talking about the percentage of podcasting space that's non-monetized. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I've always, you know, I've just kind of thrown a rough number out that 90% isn't. Right, right. And the, um, I was actually rebooked uh, during a conversation. It says, no, no, no. It's more like 97% or 98% of the podcasting space is not monetized. And mm-hmm. I got to thinking about that a little bit. And just based on, what I leave on the cutting floor every month, um, I, I think that's pretty doggone close. Yeah. You can be, a, you know, I, I think that's, uh, 
that's that's a pretty that could be very accurate. So there is huge opportunity for somebody. But well, I mean, there's always going to be a big chunk of the podcast space that doesn't want anything to do with advertising. Right. So, but again, you know, you know and, and yeah. again, that with that ninety-seven percent, again, sixty percent of them probably will never take advertising, right? Ever. Or 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 even don't have to. the scale to even qualify for anything, too. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unless they get involved in some programmatic platform that basically enables you to turn it on for every piece of content right out of the gate, which, you know, platforms are out there doing that right now. And what we're finding is those those shows tend to have a, an overload of advertising in them. So I, I, I'd i be curious, Rob, um, you know, I've always – for many, for gosh, probably four or five years now, I've said that 90% of podcasts globally deliver 90% of their lifetime downloads within the first 96 hours. I'd love to know what Libsyn's numbers are on that because. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's we, comparable. I think it's comparable. Because when I told that to someone this week, they, they couldn't believe it. They're like, there's, there's no way. He said, everyone I talk to says they have long tail. And I'm like, yeah, everyone says they have long tail, but yet why are advertisers only wanting to advertise largely in new content? There's not a lot of advertisers that are advertising in back catalog. There are some, but not that many that are advertising in back catalog. So the analogy- well, Todd, if they're I, doing baked reads, they don't want to have to pay for that back catalog that they have embedded ads in. Right. So that's I, part of I, it too. I, yeah. and, and I said, um, you know, you, you need to start asking some of those people to show you their 30 day run or 90 day run on downloads yeah. on each episode. Right. You know, get that, get that 90 day spreadsheet. Show me that one episode, any episode in your, in, in your, in your stack and show me mm-hmm. the 90 day run and then do the math. Right. And, you know, and, it really boils back to um, those that, and we've said it on the show a thousand times, those of you that have long tail, mm-hmm. that are an evergreen content, or however you want to word it, right. if, you're, if you're able to truly deliver a percentage, a significant percentage of downloads month after month after month with that same piece of content, mm-hmm. you know, open yourself a cash printing machine. Right. It's like a residual royalty income is what it is. Absolutely. Yeah. I and mean, if you can do that, right? If you can do that. Yep. Not and every podcast has the has the opportunity to do no, that, but no. But some but do. Yet, but oftentimes, oh, I've got long tail, and I go look at the stats, and it's the hockey, you know, it's a typical hockey stick, peak, and then flatline. You know, so if, if in, you know, my tech show <laughs> – no well, you're doing tail. kind of it's trended, the, trending topics, right, too. Right, right. So, you know, right. it, it, it was never designed to have long tail, you know. So what does that show get? What do those shows that are months old get? They get three, four, ten, <laughs> you know, uh, downloads. And probably someone new subscribing to the show that's getting the last 40 episodes or something. <laughs> it's, or someone hit play by accident. You know, they're not going to listen to that old content. Now, there are things I'm starting to see based upon some stuff I'm doing with Google that 
some of that is getting played, but it's only segments. It's only a two-minute segment here, one-minute segment there, because um, they're able to jump to a certain spot in the, in the podcast and listen to that segment. So um, would I be able to monetize that and make any money? Eh, I may pay for a cheeseburger. <laughs> Well, and also, you know, I think a lot of lot of advertisers, um, the, especially by host reads, they they count on those long long tail plays that they don't have to pay for. So well, I think, I, well, and again, most people that are to have truly long tail, they're insane if they don't remove those uh, remove those ads and replace them with something else. But then again, right. Will the, That's where know, the dynamic little, ad insertion comes right. in. Right. But well, the dirty little secret though is again, not, it, you're not running your primary sponsor in the front. You're running something else in that back catalog and it's not mm-hmm. paying as much because it's right. not new. It's not fresh. The media buyers only, they think linear, they think television, they think new episodes, they think radio. They don't understand, you know, I think there's certain networks that do better with back catalog, but the the the, the reason they do better with back catalog is because they really get some serious numbers on a month to month basis on back catalog. Mm-hmm. But it's also scale. If you've got a thousand episodes, you've been doing this for ten years, and you have a significant number of downloads on a back catalog, well, that might. That's then a volume play because you've got a thousand episodes that are all doing two, three hundred a month, you right. know, so that that you you can make a little money on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but most people don't have a catalog of several thousand shows to to plug in advertising from. They've got 40, 50, 100. Um, so there's a lot of dynamics in play here. So. But the person I was talking to, you really couldn't get their head around that. They just couldn't believe that, again, I'd, I'd love to have y- you and your cohort, Rob, actually run that script and come back and say, yeah, we're at 82%. You know, that means we've got shows that have, and again, I haven't run mine in a while, too, so I need to do mine as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, the, the several times I have run it in, in the in the near you know, dis- not distant past, but near past, um, you know, the number's pretty close, 89, 90, 91, you know, right around there. Percentage mm-hmm. that burns 90% of their downloads in the first 96 hours. So, yeah, I'm not, you know, of course, most of the ad buyers want to see what your numbers are over a four week period. And that's oftentimes what the ad buys are made off of. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you look at most, most podcasts, and we're talking about the the over overall numbers here. Yeah, I I would believe that it's the ninety six percent number. Oh, ninety six that aren't being monetized, but ninety percent that are getting do not right. have long tail. You know, right, right. You know, and if 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 you get a hundred downloads mm-hmm. for an episode, and the next month you get twenty five, that feels pretty good. You know, mm-hmm. that's that's you know that that is. Long tail. Well, and if you have, you know, 300 episodes and right. and it appears that there are some changes coming to Apple's platform that are exciting. I don't know if you've heard about this, Todd, but. No, I haven't. That, that, that uh, support for 300 episodes limit is coming mm-hmm. off. Oh. Well, that, so, that raises its own issue then. 
I uh-huh. wish they wouldn't do that. Yeah. Feed so, sizes. Feeds the number of items in your feed. They've mm-hmm. they're basically opening that up. So instead yeah, of locking it down to a, I believe the maximum was three oh one, right? Two ninety nine, I think. Or was it two ninety nine? Okay, well yeah. it was in that three hundred range. Yeah. Um, from what I hear, they're going to be opening that up. Well, that is all right. So some of you here in Rob right now, you're all excited. You're getting jitty with it. Right, you're you're excited as you can increase your your episode number to a thousand. You know, you're very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Well, hmm, that uh, if you don't have an audience that isn't long tail, that really needed. Do you think that's going to help you? Do you think people are going to go back? three, four, five hundred episodes ago and find that one episode in the Apple Podcast app or on a, a, a regular app. Do you think, really think people are going to go that far back? Well, Tom, those that, think about those, it for a minute. Maybe this is part of an, I don't know this to be fact, so I'm not announcing anything here that's new. Is it, Maybe Apple has some other things up their sleeve, um, you know, a better way to discover um, content um, from a context perspective, um, that they want to have deep catalogs. Who knows? Maybe there's a different discovery um, process that they're working on. Well, for a guy that has a directory right. that goes all the way back to 2005 with every episode essentially created in the podcasting space, let me tell you, Apple, I hope you got your databases fired up. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, and also have add some more servers to be able to you will you know every time let's say that Apple has twenty servers that are going out there and pulling all the RSS feeds every two to three hours, <laughs> and mm-hmm. the limit now is three hundred. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to have to add more iron. They're going to have to go forty to fifty servers. And again, I'm just I don't know how many servers they have. Maybe they got some magic wizard over there that does it with one, but I, I doubt it. <laughs> but um, let's say that now the feeds are going to be six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand episodes long. Um, well, maybe they won't be sampling the whole feed. Maybe they'll just take the first hundred kilobits of it and see if anything's changed and, you know, run the uh, CRC checker on it and only yeah, take I would what's think so. changed. You know. Yeah, yeah. There's probably ways that they can they can streamline that indexing process, but yeah, um, or parsing process. Um, but I think it may be a sign of um, other changes that Apple's looking to make to the discovery process. Because if they're interested in opening it up to more episodes, there's a reason for that, right? Apple just doesn't mm. do things because they feel like it, right? They do it because there's yeah. some interest that they have in getting that data unless they've had all that episode data for all this time and they just didn't display it. Right. And if that's the case, then it's, it's more of a UI thing than it is anything else. But I think there's probably more going on here. That's my guess. Yeah. Yeah. At least I hope so. Mm -hmm. Plus there's been talk about, 
them getting into the subscription business somewhat with podcasting too. So maybe I've also heard that there's other changes coming uh, to their new upgrade to their new 14.5 podcasts app coming that are going to change some things as well. Change some other things. Right. Yep. So Hmm. hopefully improve things, you know, you know, guess what? All these companies are competing with each other now. Right. It's good. It's good that Spotify is breathing down Apple's neck a little bit. What do you think? Speaking of which, I guess I better send the Apple team a, a note. I haven't had a call with him in a little while. So it's time to <laughs> put them on the phone. <laughs> yeah, that might be helpful for you. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then I wouldn't be able to talk about it because then I would be under NDA. <laughs> Not the saying that you got this news from Apple, but um, yeah. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, 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 it opens up. A, here's what it really does. <laughs> um, hmm. Hmm. What well, does it do, Todd? Hmm. It, it uh, you know, it, it. be careful what you wish for on this, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, uh, are we going back to the concept of don't wake up the, the sleeping giant? Is that what you're about to say? No, I'm just saying if you want unlimited episodes in your podcast feed, um, be prepared to be able to, to support that additional load. So you're talking about from a hosting perspective? Yeah, absolutely. Because, in, you know, not only is Apple going to hit that feed, it's going to be everybody. Ghana, Google, you know, Spotify, you know. You multiply that out by 20, 30 platforms. They're loading RSS feeds multiple times a day. And you go from a 300 feed limit to a 1,000. Mm-hmm. Then... You're be be prepared on that data side, right? Well, speaking of Ghana, I'm 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 hearing podcasts picking up quite a bit of new audience off of Ghana. It is so. interesting that they are. I can mm-hmm. say, you know, and I've actually been kind of surprised too, based upon you know a predominantly non English speaking country where that content's being consumed. Mm-hmm. But well, a lot I mean, of there's a lot of people speak, that speak English do speak English a lot, right? Yeah. Right, right. So, I mean, I mean, you're just dealing with numbers that are, you know, off the chart. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, just just gone alone. I I believe it was like 175 million users to that platform. I don't know if that's weekly or monthly. That's just total total accounts. I think is what that number is. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. I guess we'll we'll see what happens. But yeah, interesting news. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think in the long run, everything that's going on with acquisitions, it really doesn't matter for the average podcaster. The average podcaster is, uh, they're trying to build audience, grow a show, you know, build a following, build authority. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think there's a lot of a frustration out there with podcasters that are, you know, not growing, they're feeling like they're stagnated and you know, and having trouble building their show. 
So we can talk about all this great stuff about a thousand episodes and advertising and, you know, at the core, 90% of those shows just want to build audience. Mm -hmm. So, and there's been very little done to really help them do that beyond, you know, typical social stuff and trying to get traffic and, you know, doing all the things that you have to do to, to build a successful podcast. It's where the big groups like that, like like Midroll and all those different folks, have a significant advantage because of the cross promotion stuff. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really think that you know podcasters need to look a little more closely at that. We're highly successful doing that with Tech Podcast. You know, we we all cross promoted each other's shows. We our shows all grow grew, and mm-hmm. you know, we were doing. Couple promos, a episode for other podcasts. So, I think a lot of these shows that want to grow that are not growing, they need to look to team up, find five, ten, fifteen, maybe twenty total shows, and team up with and do you know build a network and uh, have a common strategy to help grow your shows. Yeah, I agree. Because otherwise, what's going to happen is. Uh, the big shows are going to get bigger and the, the indies are going to continue to struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I think we're still growing at the, at the 80,000 show, I, I think pace. I haven't seen what the recent numbers are coming out of February. Have you seen the, the, the numbers? Todd? Nothing yet out of February. How fast we're growing. It's probably off yeah. of Daniel's website. I would think. Yeah. And he'll have, I'm sure he'll have something out at some point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're just trying to hold the fort down and make sure, you know, we're keeping our podcasters happy and moving the ball and bringing cool stuff to them. That's really the end goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's always been our been our goal. So have you been spending any time over in, over in the clubhouse world since we did not. that? Show? No, not not no. since the last show. So I did have a funny quote I saw, uh-huh. and it was oh, it was hilarious. Let me see if I can find it. Cridlin made it. Um. Oh man, I retweeted it, so I should be able to find it real easy here. Uh, where is it? Oh crap! Yeah, I think he he never. Is it the one that about the article that he wrote about uh, something? He, uh, let's see here. Oh, I'm oddly proud of this quote. Clubhouse. It's like they've given the worst people of off LinkedIn a microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought that our our session over there yeah, on Saturday was was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, but we're not we're not the worst people on LinkedIn. <laughs> no, we're, we're barely on LinkedIn. What do you mean? Yeah, you know, you know, LinkedIn is its own. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every you know every every uh, podcast promoter. <laughs> on the planet has contacted me via LinkedIn. Hey, we can help build your podcast. We have great podcast building tools. And of course the mm-hmm. guy is based in Pakistan or someplace. Yeah, right. <laughs> so 
So I, I know. Have you been on Clubhouse? You've been, uh, you've been burning your your uh, your off hours over there. Um, I get occasionally pulled into a couple of sessions. I'm actually I'm doing a session over there um, tomorrow night, um, kind of in in adjacent to a uh, session that I'm doing as part of Podfest Global. So I was going to do a session over there, and then I'm getting pulled into an event on Twitter Spaces on Friday on Friday night. You know what's so, funny is I, I actually googled how to find out how to get into Twitter Spaces. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I actually did it this afternoon. Went to my Twitter account, and I was like, "Oh, I have I I have Twitter Spaces. I was I've already been given access, but I never got the email. I don't know when I was notified. So I actually have a Twitter Spaces account. <laughs> I've had one and haven't used it. So yeah, it's it's a different experience in Clubhouse. It's not the same. I know we've talked about it a few times mm-hmm. on the show, but um. This will be the first time that I've done an event over there. And I know I'm, uh, there's also conferences that are being formed now that are going to happen on Clubhouse, podcast conferences. So really? they're starting to form. There's a community um, in Clubhouse right now that's got 24,000 members um, that are part of this, this Clubhouse community um, that are going to be putting on a podcast conference. Hmm. Yep. So, and they do regular sessions over there. Um, and, you know, they're. Is that Steve's group that's going to do that? Um, no, it's actually, I'm trying to remember what the name of this group is. Um, let me um, see if I can find it re- re- really quick here. Um, just drawing a blank on it right this second. But, um, yeah, is I it mean. Anybody we know, or is it newcomers? No, or? Well, it is a. New new group of folks. There, there, there's no question, and that's what's interesting about what's going on over here is that there's whole new events being pulled together by a whole different group of um, of people um, that are pulling these things together. So it's um, it's creating a kind of another um, you know sub community in the podcasting mm-hmm. space, and they tend to be very very diverse communities um and what's is really interesting about it as well so trying to find it right now um let's see here i think i followed it here recently but are those actually twenty four thousand active podcasters or is it twenty four thousand podcast enthusiast twenty four thousand people that have um chosen to to follow this club yeah, I don't know how active they are. Um, that's something that right. I guess I'll find out as part of this conference that's coming hmm. up. When are they going to have that? Uh, on the 13th of March. That's like 10 days from now. Holy cow. Yeah, coming up, coming up quick. Just, God, I don't know why I so can't So just a one-day right conference then, huh? Yeah, I think what they're planning on doing is just a bunch of um, bunch of clubhouse sessions on that day. Huh. So if they can pull together those kind of numbers, oh, that's, it's called the a- um, the podcast culture conference. That's what it's mm-hmm. called. That's, um, that's significant numbers if they can get twenty four thousand people to come to a 
event like that. That's that's saying something. Yeah, it's I yeah, if you go to podcastculture.club is the is the website for it. Uh, and it's set for Saturday, March 13th on the Clubhouse app from 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. And you can come in here and RSVP to it um, by filling out a, uh, a form. And that gets you an invite o- over to participate in the event. Hmm. Well, definitely yeah. interesting. It is. Yeah. It is interesting. No question about that. So what is the mix of folks that are over there? Are they, are these mostly anchor users or what, what's the, there is a big percentage of anchor users that I, I talk to when I'm over there um, in, in sessions over there. Um, The definitely is a big, big um, component of those folks. And oftentimes those folks are, are looking to move to, to a more regular hosting platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a lot of the moderators that I'm, I'm seeing um, are trying to convince people to get off of Anchor. So <laughs> it's kind yeah, of an interesting, interesting paradigm of what's happening there. Um, and it's just a, it's a very diverse community um, of people that are in this club. I mean, um, it's very reflective of what's happening in the, in the market today or in, in our culture, in our society, you know. Um, I'm looking at the list of people here, and I recognize maybe two. Yeah, well, I'm at the bottom of the list, if you see that. Well, it's okay. But I'm just, it's again, these are all new personalities, and, you know, maybe they've been podcast. You know, the podcasting space has grown. So when you have 1.8 million podcasts out there, of course, you know, who, how do you, uh, how do you keep up with everybody? Well, and there's... I from what I hear, there's you know at least ten million people in Clubhouse right now. So you start thinking it's, about you know it's still though the Android people are completely locked out, franchised here. You know, so right. right. So you can, yeah, and that's where Twitter Spaces comes into play. Right, they are mm-hmm. on Android. From what I gather, yeah. I don't know for sure, but yeah, but anyway. That's what's going on with that. A lot of, lot of, lot of energy happening That's in this good. platform, right? And a whole new set of. And there's another guy that's putting on. Um, I think it's called uh, Clubhouse v- Podcast VIP or something like that. It's another event that's getting pulled together. Um, that's you're gaining a lot of. New faces and new, you know, new people talking about the medium. So I think it's good, good for the medium. Uh, it's just interesting as you look, you know, six months out, how, how big of a change is Clubhouse going to bring to the podcast conference business too? You start thinking about that. Well, I, you um, know, again, yeah. I think Clubhouse has got a challenge here mm-hmm. is... Well, I don't well, see yeah, podcast movement over there building any communities, and I don't see Podfest. Real, I mean, Podfest is open to it, but I don't right. see them building um, building events over there. So, 
there's another group on Facebook that's called Clubhouse Summit 2021, mm-hmm. and it's basically a guide about Clubhouse, but also it's it's definitely a guide about podcasting too. Hmm. And they're on Facebook. Yeah. Yep. So, so anyway, this it's an interesting time, and I know that there, there's a lot of talk about the industry coming back to in-person events again, you know, the PodFest down in Orlando and coming up here in June. So, you know, I just wonder what it's going to be like um, going back to an in-person event again and how things are going to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we keep talking about this on the, on, on the show, but it is a significant moving target right now. You know, we're seeing a lot of states open up 100%, right? Yep. I mean, there's no restrictions in like, what, a dozen states now? Yeah. So things are getting back to uh, to normal in various places around the country. So we shall see how that all works out. Yep. Amazing, yeah. though, that... Uh it's and it's interesting here too. It's fun to see people uh, carving out a new niche, you know, because you know it's new territory and clubhouse. Well, it's an opportunity, so, right? Yeah, people are jumping on on a new something new here that appears to be gathering traction. Mm-hmm. You know, so new fortunes to be made, Todd. <laughs> new fortunes to be made. <laughs> I don't know about fortunes, but uh, well, I don't know either. Yeah, yeah, probably for the owners of uh, clubhouses, where the fortunes are going to go. But here's the thing: right now, it's which is fine. It's podcasters talking to podcasters. You know, yep. so when do the listeners show up? You know, that's really the key. Even our little thing that we did last Saturday, it was podcasters talking with podcasters, and right. Well, that's what our show's about. True, so, true. So that makes sense. But, but yeah, I mean, when do we, when do podcasters put on events for listeners over there? And I, I keep talking about that on on the platform too in sessions too. It's like, well, how can podcasters utilize Clubhouse to grow their listening audience? You know, is there a strategy there? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there may be some opportunities there. I think playing around with different models and seeing what, what happens, like maybe an after show or um, bring your, your interview guest on to clubhouse after you've done your regular podcast or something like that and have your audience connect with you there. Well, being, you have to have, you know, it's, it's interesting model because can you get enough steam? You know, it, it, you, you have to have a significant audience to be able to do that to begin with. Right. So, well, to do anything with podcasting, it really helps yeah. to have a big audience. So if you don't have an audience and you plan on doing a post show on Clubhouse and two people show up, well, that's not going to look very good. Right. So I think there's some caution people should employ. Um, and maybe that's where well, the opportunity is. Maybe the opportunity is someone that brokers those after shows that has a pre-built audience of people that, you know, that's just gave someone a business idea. Right. Um, I can see know, a network p- of shows on, 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 on clubhouse. Maybe that's an opportunity too, is right. to create a, create a network of podcasts on clubhouse. <laughs> huh. yeah. 
And I do kind of w- again, wonder how how Twitter Spaces fits into this. Well, I'm going to play with it tonight a little bit. We'll see how it, how it works out. Mess with it and see if. Yep. Uh, but again, I keep also I, it, just, hearing about you know Mark Cuban, he's going to jump into this too. Mm-hmm. But is Mark now too late, or will people jump over there and try to take advantage with you know be an early adopter? And you know that's the I think next question. Clubhouse is going to have to move pretty fast uh, if they want to really build out podcasting on their platform um, and build in some sort of recording function or something like that. Kind of like what StreamYard has had. You know, if you but, look at those kind of platforms. But if you look at StreamYard, their whole system is designed to have a high quality recording. Right. Um, Clubhouse is not. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, if you listen to the show last show, you can hear the challenges you have of bringing people up and having them speak um, in Clubhouse and then transferring and you know, having that in a podcast episode. It, you know, it's not much better than a phone line connection in many instances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So. So this coming Saturday, let's let's go ahead and plan on pumping in Clubhouse again and see see what happens. All right. Again. Sounds like a plan. Does that sound like a plan? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And so, then maybe uh, maybe after that sounds, we can. So is that what your new job's going to be over there at Clubhouse? You're going to become an EVIP over at uh, <laughs> Clubhouse next? No, uh, next I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> No, I just see it as an opportunity to reach um, podcasters. That's that's really that we really have had a hard time doing with the regular podcasting virtual events. Well, yeah. even the in-person events have become harder to reach regular podcasters too. Yeah. So you know that in itself is uh, you know because not everyone goes to talk to the vendors at the booths, and you know so. You know, you, you count your number of people that to visit and talk with you that are not customers. And, you know, you're there to talk to existing customers, too. But, you know, let's be frank. When you're there, you're trying to put new people in the seats, you know, new people into your platform. And Yeah. And frankly, Todd, I'm not seeing a lot of the podcast hosting companies getting involved in Clubhouse very much. So Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. There's so, a few. Yeah, there's a little bit of activity. I think Buzzsprout has put on some sessions over there. Um, I don't know that too many others have. Right. Not that I'm aware of anyway. But again, uh, Clubhouse needs to get behind the eight ball and get the Android app together. Yeah. Well, I think that is a big hesitation on the part of companies from getting involved in it. You know, and that may be what the future opportunity is for Clubhouse is more, I'm not saying corporate involvement, but to some degree that would be the case. Uh, brands might be an opportunity for them. Well, we, um, we got pushback. We got complaints from our listeners because they couldn't participate because they were on Android. They felt right. left out. Yep. So, you know, I understand that's, it's a, you know, it's a big deal. Well, that's why I would like us to get back to getting back on Facebook and yeah. and YouTube and all that stuff because then then those folks aren't going to get left out. 
that's true. They will be left out from a participatory standpoint. But, but they can participate through chat and other stuff with us. So it's not like right. they're they right. can totally locked input. out. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's you know, true. It's going to add a whole new dynamic. To, well, uh, and I only want to do it for, for one of our shows a week because I want us to have this opportunity for us to just dialogue in one of the yeah. episodes. Yeah. And we'll see how so, we see how it. Uh, and thing is, we don't want to end up being a. Um, we have to stick to themes. Be very careful on the Saturday show because we could get in a rut of asking mm-hmm. the same questions or answering the same questions over and over again, mm. which to this audience would be, you know, it's helpful to who we're talking to, but it's going to be absolutely boring for. You know, a regular listener. Our regular show. listeners. Well, I guess that is another uh, learning lesson to take away from this. Um, is it? Yeah. So, how do you stay focused on the core of the concept of the show that we do, Todd? You, you and I come up with our topics that we talk about on the show. We deep dive into them. We don't get pulled in a lot of different directions by different people. So, I guess mm-hmm. how do we keep that? I guess maybe we set up certain topics that we want to cover on the show and we invite people up there just to talk about those topics. Yeah. That would be it's the, hard to do that though, because people pop in and, and it's a podcast thing and they don't know who whatever. we are and they want right. to ask a question. Right. So th- there's no, you know, what clubhouse needs <laughs> is a moderator function where the person can submit the general topic of their question and we can see what it is before you bring them up and cut the mic loose. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a good, good point. Yeah. You know, but they don't have that yet. And, right. um, you know, that's why radio shows are able to do what they do. They have a call, you know, have a call screener who, uh, who screens and, you know, for big syndicated radio shows, you, you know, you just don't call in and talk to, uh, uh, Kim Commando, you know, they, they, that, that person is screened and, you know, they make sure they're right. going to be on topic so that when they're put on the air, Kim right. Commando doesn't get, you know, sideswiped. Right. Well, if you look at how Car Talk did it for many years um, on National Public Radio, all of their guests that they brought into their show were all, all pre scheduled and pre recorded. <laughs> right. So that's that's one extreme, but that that, that kind of goes against the, the the very fabric of what Clubhouse is about, right? And that's mm-hmm. the the open and free discussion stuff. And that's why I didn't want to devote this whole show to being on Clubhouse like that. I mean, unless we just wanted to to kind of stream it live over there and not take guests, but I'm not sure that's the best use of that platform. Yeah. Again, I think we'll have to be careful with the strategy. What do you all think? You know, what do, what, what do you guys think we should do here on this? Um, you know, what's yeah. your, I know that the Android users, you guys are feeling left out right now. Um, but what, right. what uh, you know, what's your guys' input to us? I guess that's as important as anything. Well, I'm going to find out um, here on Friday what my, my roadcaster is capable of doing with Twitter spaces. Um, oh. so, so if I can do something with Twitter spaces... Uh, maybe that's where we move this to next is, yeah. because Twitter spaces, I think you can get a lot more people into that. I'm trying to really determine um, how to integrate to do both. You know, you can do one and then I got to figure out my, my system is really not, cause I don't use a roadcaster roadcaster in the studio. 
Right. So I have to really think about how that would, you know, that's that's not a simple integration for me. Um, no, it's not. No. So I, I can see yeah, that. I've been running that through my head quite a little bit to figure out how to tie that in. There's there's a way. Basically, can you get a TRRS to be adapted to, to is, an XLR? What I need is a mix minus. <laughs> my iPhone. That's what I need. I need a, I need to do a mix minus. <laughs> so maybe that's the answer. Yeah. Um, but then again, will doing a mix minus into a mixer, maybe Clubhouse won't recognize the connection. That's the next challenge or, or Twitter, yeah. you know? So, you know, there's, you can always get the connection right, but doesn't mean that the software that you're using is going to recognize it. Right, and that's the big question that I have about um, Twitter Spaces is what, whether or not it'll work with with the the roadcaster. Right? Yeah, you ought to see if it works on a browser first too, or if it's mobile only. Well, I can I can do it. I've done it um, on just my my iPhone the same way that I do it on on Clubhouse. Right, um, but but I haven't tested it through the roadcaster yet. But I will on Friday. Yep. So who knows? Maybe after I learn if it works on Friday, maybe we can do that on Saturday instead of Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And throw that out to the to the community to come in. And I just don't know how widespread people have access to spaces on Twitter. Oh, I don't think that many do. But if is, I think the key is. Do you have to have access to Twitter spaces to be involved in a Twitter spaces discussion? So I've got uh, spaces. That's the question. Oh, well, that's where some experimentation has to happen. To right. Find it out. Yep. I think uh, Twitter has in their, their Q and A's, I believe they have a whole website section talking about spaces. So maybe I need to comb through that. Yeah. Have a deeper understanding of what they're doing over there. Cause that, that would be the platform that would actually scale for us. Yeah. Yeah. And we already have a presence on Twitter with the show too. So yep. we have people that actually watch the live stream on there. So I, I wonder if you can do both. <laughs> I don't think well, so. Well, we're, so. we're going to see what happens here. Periscope is shortly to go away and that's how you get into Twitter right now for live video. So Periscope is due to be axed. Um, I don't. Let me look if I can find which date. Uh, I thought that you could watch. I thought that you could watch the live video um, off of our our particular Twitter account page. You can, but you get there. I stream into Periscope to get that. So, I, a matter of fact, it may be too late. Periscope will go into retirement as March twenty twenty one. And uh, so that's how you, because Twitter um, owns Periscope. And so Twitter has not announced any new way to do live video streaming into Twitter as of this date. So so it's yet to be seen. We may not have a presence anymore on uh, on Periscope. You know, it might be... uh, Oh, on Twitter Live? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Twitter Live, right. Because well, it looks like Periscope is still running as of today. 
And I'm getting into the account right now. And it is. So still... we will be back in the studio with this show um, on week the, for Saturday. On the 13th. Right. 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 So that's so, when that's when we we can we can basically blow all the barrels out on this. Yeah, we can exp- be, play be with everywhere. this and see what right potentially because I have to figure out how because you can't be in um, both platforms at once. Uh, I don't think on my can. mobile. No, uh-uh. yeah, I don't think so. So I have to figure out on my side how to do the other part of it. So that that's the key, and because. Uh, again, I'm not using a roadcaster. I use a, a mix minus setup for the Skype stuff. Well, we'll see. Just continue to play with it a little bit. Yeah, because be I don't nice believe that the that the roadcaster has a XLR out either. No. Well, it has a it has an out, but what do you? Yeah, they've got it. It's got an output. Um, but, but you would need an in in and out. So right. so you would. So you would have to run it through the TRS um, mobile plug in the back and then yeah. take that audio out of it somehow and pump it into your current system. Right. The key, though, is how do I keep – I got to have to be able to do a loop there. I got to do an in and an out. So, right. you know, maybe easier than I'm thinking. But more cables, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> more buttons to push. Thank goodness speaking for Amazon, of, right? Yeah. Right. Speaking of buttons to push, we are we're at the end here. This is uh, an hour, yeah. so yeah. Uh, everyone, thanks for for being here. We've kind of drifted all over the place today, but I hope you're uh, if you're not subscribed yet, go over to newmediashow.com. Yep. Get subscribed to the podcast, and uh, I'm Todd at blueberry.com or at Geek News on Twitter. I'm also on Twitter, too, at Rob Greenlee, and I can be reached uh, via email, robg at lipson.com. If you have a question or feedback for us for the, for the show, we'd love to hear from you. And if you've liked the audio quality of this show, we've been recording on Riverside.fm. They've been kind enough to comp us an account to use for the show. So uh, a great platform to try. And, to, uh, and to, you can do, I think you can do up to six or eight people on a single um, you know, single interview stream or live stream like this, a oh. recording. And uh, the way it works is Rob's master recording is uploading at the same time my master recording is uploading. So it's recording locally on the computer. And when it's done, then you just download the two audio files. You got two masters. And that's how the audio quality sounds as good as it does. It's a, it's, it's a true double ender um, yeah. system. So. But uh, yeah, I mean, because I mean, there, there's been times when we've been talking, Todd, where your audio's kind of dropped out somewhat. And yeah, I had that I, happen to you the other day too. Yeah, and I'm not too worried about it because I figure it's getting captured on your end. So when yeah. the podcast comes out, it'll sound seamless. Yeah, it sounds yeah. perfect. So, yep. but that's the purpose of this. So, all right, everyone, thanks for being here. We'll see you on Saturday, I guess, on Clubhouse for our uh, Saturday Clubhouse show. or Twitter Spaces. We'll Twitter let spaces you know. Is one of the two. Right. Yep. right. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Take care. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay.